0: All right, let's be real about something. As we get older, get kids, pets, multiple jobs, it becomes harder and harder to find the right time to connect to your partner. But when you do get that sliver of a moment, you need to be ready. That's where Blue Chew comes in. Blue Chew is the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know it works. Blue Chew is prescribed online and shipped straight to your door in a discreet package, so no in-person doctor's visit, no waiting in the pharmacy, best of all, no more awkwardness. Right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first order free when you use our special promo code, Armchair. Just pay $5 shipping. Again, that's BlueChew.com promo code, Armchair, to try it free. Luchu is the better, cheaper, faster choice, and we thank them for sponsoring the podcast. You are listening to The Bird Calls on the Armchair All-American Network. For more on your Pelicans, go to iTunes, search The Bird Calls, and subscribe today.
1: What's going on, Pelicans, fans? Chris Conner here with the Bird Rights team. Uh, I know you're listening and probably thinking, "What the hell is Preston Ellis?" But don't worry, Uh, he's he's still gonna be your fantastic host for your weekly Pelicans talk, along with Kevin, David, and our wonderful editor in chief Ali Cosell. So no need to panic. Today, however, is just a small feature where we grabbed us a a solo guest to debate, yell a little bit, and have a good time—or the best time we can—talking talking talking Pelicans basketball. Uh, Because I'm sure as you. Oh no, there's not been much to smile about the past month or so. But um yeah, man, uh now if you if you're on Pelican's Twitter, you've probably ran into our guests more than a few times. Maybe you've had a positive interaction, maybe you've had a negative interaction. More than likely you've had a negative interaction. But uh especially if you name the names JJ Reddick, Drew Holiday, or Brandon Ingram, on the line we have. Twitter antagonist and hot take specialist Jason Maples on both the Lakers and the Pelican side. But outside of that, on, on a serious note, uh, Jason has a wonderful basketball background. Uh, he's an assistant coach at, at Contra Costa College in California. And he's also the head coach leading, uh, I'm sure, a wonderful group of young men uh, being a part of an AAU program. Jason, what's going on, bro?
2: What's good, man? Happy to connect.
1: All right, for sure, man. So... Um, be sure to follow Jason on Twitter at JJMaples55 underscore MST. While you're at it, follow the squad at the bird Rights, and as well follow myself at Impatient Bull. Now, Jason, we have a bunch to talk about here. I think these Uber conferences give us about 45 minutes and that's more than enough for us to get into what we need to here. <laughs> but uh, huh? starting off, okay. we're going to leave the spicy to the side a little bit here. We're going to start off a little, you know, a little soft here. All right. Um, so, Try to, for um, in your best way, try to care about people's emotions for a little bit here. Starting off here, Pelicans are off to a one and seven start after, I'd say, a mixed bag of expectations. Most were high. What do you think has been the biggest reason outside of injury for their rough start?
2: Like literally before you called me, I was <laughs> reading online. I think it was like Will Guillory posted something, and they're like. 29th or 30th in every defensive category, like fast break points, three pointers given up, like offensive rebound is given up, uh, second chance points given up, but just fast break, just everything, the last everything, 29th or 30th in every defensive category, that's the main
1: issue. 100 percent man, um, you know when you watch them, when you watch them play, uh, you know you see you see guys just you know kind of winging it for the most part. The communication is is lacking. Some some of the most important right. aspects that I don't think that the you know the most casual fan will pay attention to it lacks in reference to boxing out consistently. You know their their ability to switch. You know when certain when teams make certain motions they break down. It's just it's just exactly. how it works. You know uh, a pick and There's roll. Happens. It, and then yeah, no, go
2: ahead. I say a lot of it is they, they a lot of it is they don't have the personnel to do a lot of what they're doing. Like Okafor, he's a good reclamation project, but. When they put him in pick and roll and have him switching against these guards, it's just, it looks really bad. Like, you can't switch with a center like Okafor. It's just it's not in his DNA to handle something like that. So I'm watching yesterday, there was a bunch of pick and roll with Franz Fran Bear Fleet and Mark Gasol, and you got Okafor switching on Bear Fleet. And it just it's a dead possession after that. It's a blow-by or put puts somebody in, out of position for a wide-open three when he gets beat. So they don't have the personnel to try to do a lot of things they do anyway. And that's,
1: you know, and that's why, you know, a guy like a guy like Jackson Hayes is, you know, his development is is so important. I I think they were forced to have to have to play him earlier than they, you know, than they wanted to. And of course, when Zion gets back, and I know that they experimented a lot in the preseason and talked about him playing the five, I I can anticipate if they're going to continue this style of, you know, of defense when it comes to switching, when Zion's upright, you're going to see even more of him at the five, we'll see. I mean, he he definitely is not going to be a savior. He can't fix this defense all by himself because he was right, he, right. he himself was not playing the best of defense uh, in exactly. the preseason. But you know, we'll see what they have to play with in the midst in the midst of all that. Uh, the Pelicans have welcomed in Lonzo Ball, Josh Hart, Brandon Ingram, uh, all all guys that have a, a wonderful following from the Lakers. It's you know, it's really weird, man, seeing so many people that are still Laker fans but really, really, really love these kids, man, to where they're almost as much of a, you know, of a Pelicans fan as they are a Lakers fan. It's, I, I've never seen anything like it. Well, Maybe
2: that's because... Well, the thing, yeah, go ahead. Well, the thing is, like, sorry, I'm going to cut you off. The thing is, like, the whole two or three years, those guys are with the Lakers. Everybody heard, you know, how garbage they were, how trash they are, how, you know, they're overrated by the fan base. And then even through the trade talks, you know, I'm not pointing no names. I don't know who it was from over on the Pelican side, but they calling the Lakers offer dumpster fire and <laughs> bring all the Knicks is better and Jason Tatum is better than Brandon Ingram and it's not even close. And then yeah, I'm just saying that that's that's literal really what came over from the Pelican side. And then mm-hmm. when they come over, you know, it looks like what well, you know, we're probably getting this later, but it looks like the best player on the team came from the Lakers from the Lakers. And the most productive guys thus far have been in that Laker trade. So the best aren't really working out thus far. Um, you know, the Kellogg's there and the Walker's up and down. So, like, but all you guys got from the Lakers. That's the best position of the off season thus far. So, that's why the Laker Twitter is all coming to coming for your neck right now. I can see that.
1: I can see that, man. I mean,
2: <laughs> it's, it's crazy,
1: man. Like, you can't – well, I haven't gotten a lot of it because, you know, I, I don't think I was as – I don't think I was as mean at the time. I was more open to – Whatever was going to be uh, received out of the package, but my thought was, you know, uh, you know, you had already went through, you know. I mean, I've been I've been following this team since they since they walked, you know, them since they walked into New Orleans in you know two thousand two, two thousand one, you know what I'm saying? So, uh, you know, I've seen I've seen B. Diddy uh, walk his way out of here. I've seen Chris Paul walk out, and now you know losing AD at the time, man, would have you know a city that was, that was pretty much, it was, it was football centric for the most part. Now, uh-huh. you know, you know, you wasn't, I wasn't really sure that, or I didn't know at the time that the owner Gil Benson would shift things as she did. A lot of things had changed, man, from that, from that time where we were. And cause I mean, I know I made, made jokes as well, but I guess everyone's thought without knowing exactly how certain things would change. No one knew about Zion. No one knew that they would, that they would be able to attract mm-hmm. veterans. No one knew what David Griffin would bring and how Gerald Benson would, would kind of um, change the organization, the training staff. We didn't, we didn't see all that, man. So at the time, and I'm only speaking to myself, but at the time, all you're looking at is Lonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram, Josh Hart. I love Josh Hart. I love Brandon Ingram, but I, I mean, I can speak for a lot of people saying, you know, didn't know exactly how this, how this whole blood clot condition would work. And you know we still had things that everyone needed to see from his game. Whether it was the way he was used in LA, whether it was youth, that you know the people around him, especially that last year, it was some it was some bad fits there. And you got Lonzo.
2: Okay. Well, uh, yeah. Go ahead. My my thing was I was like, as far as Brandon Ingram, like you saw, a lot of people you know who are not hardcore Lakers fans stopped watching after LeBron went down, or James when he went down, and we get hurt, but. Brandon Ingram, he's playing how he did when LeBron got hurt last year. He's like, like maybe he sh- he's shooting threes a little more, but the aggression and just that, you know, going to get it, he was that same guy when LeBron got hurt or LeBron got hurt. And even when he came back, he was still averaging around 28 a game, like that little eight game stress before, you know, they found that the blood caught. So I'm really not surprised. And you got to think about it. He sat out the whole offseason, he only got to work out one month before the season maybe He couldn't pick up the basketball. Yeah. So how much better did he really get? Over yeah. the, and In one month, how much better could he really get? So that's why you can check my tweets on this. Go ahead. You go all the way back, bro. <laughs> I, I go all the way back. I've been telling everybody all offseason, this is coming.
1: Like, it's, no, it's, it's no, I mean, a hundred percent. I mean, even, even, even in October, you know, you, I mean, before, before the season started, I mean, you had put Brandon Ingram as your, as your most improved player. I saw you fighting with people that were trying to tell you J.J. Reddick was a better basketball player. Uh, man, listen, you know, come, on, on. come on, come on, bro.
2: <laughs> come on, bro. That, 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 that's the type of argument y'all was, having. come on, man. Are you, are you serious? <laughs> no, di- no, no, no disrespect to JJ Reddick, but come on, man, we we got to be realistic. With that's what I'm talking. About. Like, no disrespect. I understand analytics and and math has a place in basketball, but you can't be serious, man. JJ Reddick uh, does literally one thing one thing on a basketball court better than Brandon Ingram, and you you can't make that statement. It's ridiculous, man. Watch the game. Come on, man. You got we, we got to get the get less spreadsheets, more high tests, man. Come on. So, so. But I,
1: I guess my point was that you know, um, and I can I can admit while I watch Laker games, it's a difference between like the detail that I'm giving to Laker to to Laker games beforehand. It's just simply not the same detail I'm giving the Pelicans games. You know, I mean at this oh, time, you know,
2: I absolutely. You
1: know what I'm saying? So, um, yes. you would see a different perspective than say you know than than I would. So between me looking at numbers and advanced numbers and, um. Watching B.I. every now and then, looking at highlights, I knew there was something there, and I, and I figured opportunity would bring out a different different guy. For example, there's certain things that you realize, like a lot of people were curious about how his three-point shooting would improve. He won't stay at a 40 or 50% clip, but, you know, you can, you can see the improvement. He, he's showing that he's going to be uh, more than formidable, and now teams have to go over. They, can't, they can no longer go under, under on screens. I mean, it's opened up so much in his game. Um, and it's fun to watch. Now, Lonzo was a wild card because he'd been injured in his first two years. Okay. And on top right. of that, on top of that, you got his father coming out, man, saying all type of crazy shit, talking about, you know, um <laughs> that, you know, talking about his son won't play in New Orleans. You know, what I mean, like, we just in in my mind, you're getting rid of a distraction already. The last thing you need, the last thing you need is another sideshow for somebody that's supposed to upstart a whole new regime going forward. And again, this is before Zion. This is before David Griffin. That's that's the lens that I that I think I don't know if all Lakers supporters can see what we were looking through. You know what I mean? Because I mean y'all like y'all gonna be all right. LeBron AD, I didn't know how it was gonna fit, but so far so good, right? Seven one. So I you know I just want to kind of you know put that out there for you know for for some people to see. It's not it's not as much hating on you know the, the Lakers package as much as
2: you know, there's a bunch of different other things to go around it. I've been, I've been saying the state, the statements I read. Like I saw, I, like man, I saw the dumpster fire, Jim. You know, <laughs> they were mean. They were mean. I, 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 that's what I'm saying. Like I don't, I don't like. And like you said, some of that could be excused because, like you said, you guys are looking at to look at Laker games differently than Laker fans. You know, and you're always going to be. The, the human nature is to be skeptical about you losing a star of Anthony Davis's nature. So you're going to be skeptical anyway. You know, nothing's going to completely add up to them to be, if we being honest, you know, and then on top of everything, like you said, the GM and the owner, you don't know your situation. So I get it, but you got to understand Lakers have the biggest fan base in the NBA. So they go come for you regardless.
1: I mean, I, I see your annoyance with them <laughs> on the, on the daily. <laughs>
2: Oh, I, I, you know, absolutely. And it's, and, and it's, like I said, man, I, I, I think it's different for me because, you know, I, I've been coaching for 10 years. So I'm looking at basketball like I'm a fan. I'm a fan of the game first. And then secondary is like, okay, my allegiance is. So when I say things like, you know, maybe I feel like Kawhi is the best player in the league right now or I show other players or other teams, like, oh, I like the way they do this. Oh, you were fake, man. Oh. I'm like, dude, why y'all trying to turn NBA Twitter into into Bloods and Crips? You know what I'm saying? The d- Dungeons and Dragons? You got to pick a side. Like, what are you talking about? You're talking about a basketball here. with Relax, man. We, we don't get no money in the, when the Lakers win. We don't get no money.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I, you know, I think I think people. I think when you when you integrate any type of uh, objection, you know, or um, you know, when you when you come out with man. Yeah, for whatever reason especially especially online there's this thought to where if you follow said team if you're a fan of said team you can't have negative thoughts or you can't say anything outside of positive things and that's just not you know it's not fair and it's yeah, well, not it's not well, first human.
2: of all fan is fan is short for fanatic okay yeah. so that, that's where that comes that's where that comes from but i don't like i said man my my block mute button going up this year and i'm not even dealing with it this year like last year was a mess like, no disrespect, I'm laughing at people. I was like, if y'all think LeBron is showing the same type of focus and intensity and, like, investment in the team like he was showing last year, you're lying to yourself. And the fact that I was pointing that out last year, a lot of people on Laker Twitter don't really mess with me no more. And it's like, it's whatever, but I'm no, going to call a spade a spade. And that's a completely night and day play. That's why he tweeting all that, oh, King, I thought I was Wash. Yeah, dude, you was playing like you didn't care last year, especially on defense. <laughs>
1: No 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 you know a hundred percent I mean hundred percent it's it's you know it's cool watching watching how that develops you know the start of the year because Brian got a you know you know he got a he got a spicy tweet you know himself ready for every every single game with a bunch of hashtags, but that's a that's a different story um I mean, you know we're here mainly talking Brandon Ingram because you are I mean, I want you to know, I don't know if anyone's told you this, but you are the Shannon Sharp of Brandon Ingram support like it's it's not Amen. even it's it's not even close <laughs> it's it's not even close so before we before we get into BI versus Drew and you know we talk about the best player on the team and Chris Miller and all this let's go let's go with just a just a breakdown of BI like you know what do you think is you know the biggest what have you seen him improve on this year versus you know his first few years in the league uh, and i sure. you know so we'll, yeah go ahead
2: so i'll just Game-wise, it was like I remember his first couple of years. I remember, like, this article was about – I was nervous. I wasn't a brand new like, when Lakers think the number one they couldn't get Ben Simmons, I was like, man, trade this pick, forget it, because I wasn't sold on him in college. But – and then when he got there, it was like the Lakers, they have to teach him off which foot to jump off of and just really basic things for a professional basketball player, like real remedial things that they would have to teach him. But when I saw that the year one, the year two jump, when he went from nine points a game to 16 – I was like, okay, he has something. And then um, next year, the third year, he goes to 18 with LeBron. Then, when I became fully so, like, this kid, guys, has it, like, superstar potential is when all that noise started with the trade rumors and, you know, he's in a locker room with a guy who doesn't necessarily, or like, no disrespect to LeBron, but he does, you know, he owns Clutch Sports and, Clutches AD's client, like everybody knows what's going on essentially, right? AMC mm-hmm. in the arena screaming, "LeBron's going to trade you! LeBron's going to trade you!" And the focus he showed after that—I'm talking about the Lakers are still fighting for a playoff spot. Like they're one, two games out when LeBron comes back, right? Mm-hmm. And He's putting up, you know, 36 versus Philly, close L, Milwaukee, like cheating on the line. He goes to 32, goes you know bar for bar with Greek Freak. He had a game with KD where they both chopped 30 on each other. If I see stuff like that, I'm like, okay, he's got he's got it. And then I just – his maturity through all the noise, I think there's something intangible that superstars have in the league. They can block out whatever's going on and stay focused on the task ahead. And, you know, other Laker players didn't show so much. Like Kuzma's game kind of went in the tank. Hart uh, was hurt, so he was whatever. Alonzo was hurt. And I thought like he was the only young player really was like – Okay, y'all want to trade me? I'm gonna show y'all. It's like that's what I was looking for. I think on all the Lakers young guys who showed it, I think he just got something intangible. And then like also, what Luke Walton would do, you know, was put him at point because Lakers had all the point guards hurt at one point. And this really helped his ball handling down a lot. So like you can see he handles the ball like a like a combo guard, being you know six seven six eight with a seventeen wingspan. That's also a separate him from guys like you know Tatum and other wings he's compared to because he can actually handle the ball. So that's why I think he has a, you know, a notch above those guys at this point in his career. So that's oh. when I became a fantasy. And since the chance is mixed with the game and then the shooting, He never score from all three levels. It's just the last step. Like he's completely unlocked now. But the last step before we can call him a superstar is someone that's got to start translating to victory before we start giving them that, you know, okay, you a top 15, top 20, top 25 player. was some W's on the board.
1: No, I mean, 100 percent. I mean, he, he's going to have to take that next step in regards to, you know, to leadership. And I mean, you know, to you know, in, right. in fairness, in fairness, when 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 he was traded, you know, here, he wasn't no, nobody was looking at B.I. to be, a, you know, to be a leader. That was supposed to come from. I know.
2: I saw, you know, I, 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 saw yeah. I saw I saw I saw the articles. I saw the yeah. articles and what everybody <laughs> was saying. I know. I know. I so. Oh, J.J. read it. Sabers, oh, Lonzo, yeah. and truth, defensive yeah. backcourt. I threw all the articles. he was yeah. I'm like, oh, absolutely, I <laughs> absolutely. I mean,
1: he was, you know, I mean, he was a wild card of sorts because, I mean, I mean, listen, man, like I was at, I was at media day, and I've seen, I've seen Bi talk. I mean, he's a he's a very, very, very reserved dude who starts to yeah. who will who will open up, who will open up eventually, but he he only does it on his terms. I mean, and even and even right. on the basketball floor, very very even kill. No matter no matter what happens, good or bad, you're not gonna see much of a change of a you know of emotion for him you know from him, which is I mean I think I think it's very it's very endearing right because um you know I mean you know it's the it's the sign of a really good poker player you know um and outside yeah. outside of that I mean outside of someone pissing him off and him having to go him having to go fight for his teammates, yeah I really don't he really doesn't show um. Any different? Too many other faces. It's pretty much that same, T-Mac. that same regular composure, demeanor. Yeah. Okay. I'm with that. I'm, I'm with that. <laughs> uh, I, okay. You know, I mean, I and, and you know, I mean, you know, you called him. what well, see, see, we we gonna have to really get into this, man, because I saw you call him, and I and, and correct me if I'm wrong. Did you did you say young young T Mac? I mean, are we talking more than just like demeanor, or are we talking like this guy? you know he no, he's, he's, obviously,
2: he's, 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 he's he's yeah he's got he's not the explosive athlete T-Mac was I'm talking about just the legend demeanor you might be mistaken for you know he doesn't care or a lot of people yeah. make a joke like he, high, he look like he high all the time you know? yeah. but it's like <laughs> but it's like I think he just like that's how he's even killed and then you see you see the scorer, man, who, who can really stop from getting to a spot? Like, even yesterday, he got an off night, but he got every look you wanted, did he not? Like, he got all the shots he wanted, he just wasn't making them last night. So, like, oh, oh, he's approaching oh, so that thing. level where...
1: What's happening, Pelicans fans? Chris Conner here from The Bird Writes. And support for Armchair Media comes from Manscaped, who is number one in men's below-the-belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. I can remember once as a naive adolescent trying to manscape, and let's just say scissors and a painful experience were both involved. That's why Manscaped has redesigned their electric trimmer. And their lawnmower 2.0 has skin safe technology, so this trimmer won't nick or snag your nuts. Manscaping accidents like mine are finally a thing of the past. And don't use the same trimmer on your face as you're using on your balls. it's just nasty. Manscaped also has the Crop Preserver, an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. You already put deodorant on your armpits. Why are you not putting deodorant on the smelliest part of your body? Always use the right tools for the job. So get 20% off and free shipping with the code Armchair at Manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at Manscaped.com and use that code Armchair. Your balls will thank you. I mean, you know, if that's, what's, that's what's most... I think, uh, intriguing and fun about B.I. is that, you know, like you said, nobody's going to stop him from getting to his spot. Like, everything, everything that he's looking to do, like, nothing's forced, you know, it's, it's all under control. Nothing wild. Um, And I mean, to be, to be 21, I mean, you know, that's, that's rare. He, just turned, he, that. turned, he
2: turned 20, turn 22 right before the season started.
1: Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, so to be, to be 22, I mean that you know that's that's rare, man. People don't get that in their game until they're 25, 26, 27. I mean, um, and you know, I mean, I I'd argue that you know he he had that type of confidence in in his game, you know, even going to you know two two years prior prior to now when Luke started having him in those point guard point guard roles when everybody was hurt and everybody was out, you know, and he realized, dude, I'm you know I'm six, eight, I'm seven, you know, I got to, like I can do this, man. I I can get to whatever I want on this floor and there's really not much that anybody can do to stop it yeah. um yeah. The,
2: thing, so, the other thing is just like the other thing is like last thing for you i'm sorry the last thing is like as a coach i appreciate how you like guys who just the hard hat type guys like i don't need to post everything on social media how i'm in the gym or you know everything like everything everything he's more like a you know he's literally in it for the love of the game like there's no like you know, he he's here to try to win and get better as a player. There's no ulterior motives to what he's doing mm. as a basketball player. You guys should appreciate that. You know, that's very rare these days. Like I, just, I just say that. <laughs> no, I mean I don't I don't think he even like updates his
1: Twitter on the on, on the regular, in all honesty. <laughs> I mean, outside of him putting out that uh that Snapchat of being you know, of being happy around the time he got traded, you know, of, of that smirk. I mean, I haven't seen Bi really. I mean, I, and I don't, I don't have an Instagram to really, you know, to follow him on. But I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't, if he's not putting much on there either. So I mean, you know, I, I think the biggest thing about him coming to New Orleans is that a lot of it was was surrounded by mystery. You know, um, I give you that. I give you that. I give you that. You know, a lot of it was surrounded by by mystery, and it was either going to go one or two ways. But my thought process from day one was like, dude. You, if you've been a a Pelican slash Hornets fan as long as me, you know that you haven't had a guy at the small four position that can do anything like this anywhere close yeah, to him I saw in that. his ability <laughs> since Jamal Mashburn. What are you complaining I saw about? It, I,
2: saw that. Yeah, I saw that. Why do you I want to it. trade him for
1: Joe Harris and and, and Jared Allen? <laughs> why why do you want to do that? What, why, how does that help at all? Makes zero sense. Um, <laughs> so, Bi versus Drew. I mean, this this really why we here. Uh, so we, you know, you know
2: right. we first, first, <laughs> first <laughs> off, I, I I want to apologize because I was not trying to pit teammates against each other. Because if you watch the tweet, it says this is no disrespect to Drew or anybody else. It's just how high I am on number fourteen. Remember, I, I that's exactly I remember what that I, I, I remember put that. out there, and then just the replies and the quote tweets was just nasty. Even from your even from your even from your boy and I rock and Mason is my dude, but Mason one of my favorite follows since I've been like watching the Pelicans. Even Mason was like he's like, that's just a horrible take. I'm like, dude, <laughs> I'm like, I know what I see and I know what's coming. No disrespect. It's just hard if you watch even in the, like Steph Curry's probably the best training guard in the league, right? Mm-hmm. So if you if you look at him, even in high leverage situations, it's hard for those guys to get shots off because they're so tiny the game is built around the way it is right now you need like strong two-way wing play like wing players when we like obviously Ingram's not on Kawhi and LeBron's level but you know those type of guys and Durant when he's healthy like yeah. those type of wing players that's who really shifts like shifts destiny of teams right now those type of wing players I think you've got somebody that's like I don't want to say like he'll be Durant Kawhi LeBron level but I think Ingram at least can be, like, a little higher than at his prime than Paul George's level, you know what I'm saying, where he can lead yeah. a team, like maybe not to a championship, but he can be, like, the I'm the go-to guy and work are gender maybe one or two pieces away. And that's why I say I think he's the best player. That's what the game is. Drew's in his 11th year. You know, he's only 6'3". You know, it, 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 there's a limitation to what he can do as far as the, the the head of a snake. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's all I was saying. I wasn't trying to be disrespectful, but he's an excellent two-way guard, you know, defense hasn't shown much this year for anybody, so I'm not holding that against him personally. Nobody's defending. You know, this offense has been (laughs) underwhelming, to say the least. He started out the games well, but everybody keeps telling me that's a thing for him. But but like I said, would not a disrespect to Drew Holiday. It's just how high I am on Brandon. He's only 22. Drew in the 11th year, about to turn 30. I'm just saying, man.
1: (laughs) Well, I, and I mean, you know, so if you're asking right now through through A games, who's been the best player? I mean, it's been Brandon Ingram. You know, what I mean, um, and I mean, listen, man, I, I I break it down just simply, simply like this. I mean, last season, I mean, and coming into the year, I mean, it's a lot of it is based off of you know, with the the confidence in Drew is based off of what he's done basically the past two seasons. That's that's really what it comes down to. Since he started that, that's playing what was,
2: more, that was that was, that was, that was what it explained to me. That was what it explained to me. So I feel yeah. you on that. Go ahead.
1: Off the ball, him playing, him playing that two guard to which to which he's he unlocked a different part of his game, especially offensively, that the world hadn't really seen. Um, and I mean, hell, last year, man. I mean, he, I think in the past five years, there have been only four other players to finish uh, with the numbers that he put up which was right which was at that twenty twenty point per game, um, seven assists and right at five rebounds. And four of those mm-hmm. guys with three of those guys the MVPs and Russell Westbrook, James Harden, LeBron James. And the fourth is, you know, Nikolai Jokic. So and that's and that's going back five years. So Drew got everybody excited. Because, you know, mm-hmm. you know, you only you only wonder that, you know, now with him, with him having his whole, you know, with him having his own team and him continuing to work as hard as he does, is there another level of him or another another step for him to make, you know? And I and my thought process with everything that that man has been through, if there was a person that could persevere through it, even even at the stage where he's at, right, to where it would be a late a late ascendance to, you know, being somewhat elite um, as an offensive basketball player, I thought it would be him. And It hasn't translated. Mm. You know, I mean, I mean that that's just so far it has not worked. And I know one of the things you talked about is his size. I mean, unless you know, let's keep it a buck. He has to work a lot harder for for a bucket. He has to work a lot harder to get his shot than say Bi does. Everything Bi does is slow. It's, I mean, it's you know, it's in the pocket, and it, and 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 it could be that way when you're that height, when you have that wingspan, when you have those skills. I mean, if we're talking offensively. There's nothing there, there's nothing that Drew Holiday, I think, at this at this point in his career really does better than Brandon. I I think he's a better he's a better passer. Um but you know, I mean when you if you go from top to bottom offensively, I mean I don't I don't think it is close right now with the with the improvements that you know the BI made. And in all honesty, when you have those skills BI has, it shouldn't be close. But defensively and that, and that's, is what we need. Yeah, defensively is what we mean. Okay. That's okay. where that's where shit hits the fan. And when I'm like all right, well as an individual, like you said, none of them none of them are playing well right now defensively, for the most part. Mm-hmm. I saw you tweet out yesterday about about BI being late on a rotation, right? Um, you know, yeah, you know so you're right. not, you know, you're not completely uh, you know, um <laughs> you can be you could be objective with, you know, with your points, <laughs> right? Um, right, right. But individually I don't think Brandon Ingram and 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 Drew are close. So 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 to me it's like, all right, well, if I think that at worst they're right they're right next to each other. And then you gotta see BI continue to do it throughout a season, you know, for you know, for sixty, seventy, eighty games. That's where I was at and I think that's where a lot of people were looking at it. You you know what I'm saying? It was a perfect time to pick on Drew. He's averaging fourteen points a game. You know
2: what I mean? Well, my my, my thing is it was like I'm watching some of these games, even if you get average Drew Holiday performance, they have two or three more wins. Like you know, the, the the Dallas did he play the Dallas game or he did not play that game? Uh, he missed the he Rockets did, game, right? He, he missed did. the Rockets game.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. He got hurt. He got hurt at the the like the I think like the third quarter of the Dallas game, he finished that and he missed it.
2: Yeah, because, like you know, you're 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 up eighteen on Dallas, right? Yeah. You know, he doesn't have a a, a great game when he does play. You know, the Raptors game, you're up up fourteen early, I think. Yeah. you just don't have the consistent, veteran production. I think, like, if you just keep even get normal Drew they like twenty, you know, eight assists, a few rebounds, you know, tell defense. I think they have a few more wins. Like, and I'm like, I don't mean to put that all on one guy, but you know, franchise players, that's the responsibility there, right? When you, yeah, exactly. So what I'm saying, so it's like I'm, I'm thinking that in terms of that, like, man, if Drew just give anything close to what he's accustomed to, this team has a has a few more wins. And looking at again, he's like just. Like I said, the main problem is defense. I don't think the Pelicans like if you watch the it's like going into the shooting, Even me, I was like, wow, okay. I think this team's going to be really good defensively, but they're going to struggle to score. It's been complete opposite. Yeah, team can fill it up because you know Ingram's coming along offensively. Even Zoe's shooting thirty-eight percent from three, which is like wow, okay. And he's getting up and he's shooting at a high line. So I was like, okay, but the shooting's there.
0: Wait, wait, gotta, wait, uh, wait, gotta, wait, wait,
1: wait, 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 Let's, let's, let's talk about you saying that Zoe is, is a hundred percent committed to being Ray Allen.
2: <laughs> yeah, man. I'm like I'm sitting there like, I think that's not his game. My thing is like, he should be, and I understand that is not going to be the case because Drew's there. And, but I thought with the pace that Alvin wants to play in Zoe's game, he'd be more so to that Jason Kidd in New Jersey, or get it to me, sprint the lanes, I'm going to find you. And he just hasn't been that way. In the half court, this was the issue with the Lakers. He just, he won't attack hard off pick and rolls because he's scared of going to the free throw line. He won't finish with the same stats because, you know, he's a below, below 50% free throw shooter for his career.
0: Mm-hmm. So he,
2: obviously it's in his head. He won't turn the corner. He won't attack. Because if you watch him finish sometimes, like when nobody's there, he get up. Yep. But if he knows he's going to get fouled, and have to knock some free throws then I think that's what's in his head. I think that's what's like dropping his feeling a little bit. As a point guard, because you got to be able to, you know, break right down defenses, right? Draw help, find shooters, like, or be able to finish in traffic. You know what I'm saying? But you're not going to turn the corner on pick and roll or attack the basket. You're Not really a point guard, but Zoe so is it's kind of where he has a weird game. That's what could be. It's very unorthodox how he helps the team out. It,
1: it, no, no, it it is right because I mean he, you know, he showed it's very it's very inconsistent. You know, I mean one right, one right, game right. one game you know you watch you watch zo attack. Three or four times, you're like, "Damn, okay, Rock, you know, if game. he does this, yeah, yeah like, yeah. like, damn, if he does this, you know." And then the next game, you know, he pulls out a floater, and I haven't seen him shoot one floater <laughs> since, and I haven't <laughs> seen him shoot one floater before. I'm like, "What? Like, you had this in the bag the whole time?" Um, you know, the next game, the next game when contact is close to him, you know, um, he'll try to he'll try to be crafty with a finish and get to the line. I'm like, "Okay, all right." And then the next game, he'll drive, and the lane will be there. And he'll pass out and reset the office like it's like so what what are you doing bro like like it's yours man and his step his step his first step is too quick for him to not right
2: that's what i'm saying you. right exactly yeah.
1: uh-huh. so i feel you there um so <laughs> let's go through a few tweets here i i i, I think it's okay hey, right. here we go I, I here we go pretty, right Brandon Ingram destination because we only got nine (laughs) minutes. So we go, we like we, we going through this. Brandon Ingram destination rankings. One Atlanta Hawks. Two, Golden State Warriors. Three, Memphis Grizzlies. 56 Chinese Basketball League. 78 Siberia. And then we have all the way at the end the New Orleans Pelicans. And I believe this is 89,997. <laughs> I, well, I mean, at least they made the list. Um, <laughs> You know, you see, we had a conversation about this Atlanta Hawks thing. First of all, let me get this out of your head right now. They, there is no we out of here, okay? This man is a restricted free agent. There will be no Joe Johnson happening here. He ain't going nowhere, okay? Your frustrations with Alvin and Drew, we share them all. But at the well, end of his next contract, they won't be
2: here. They won't be here. <laughs> Am I right? I think I'm not really frustrated. I'm not really frustrated with Drew. I understand that NBA season, 82 games, guys are gonna edge and flow. Drew is gonna play better. I, that I have no doubt. I think the philosophy of what Alvin's trying to do is not conducive to the personnel that he has right now. Well, and I, I think sure. that's where the, that's where the the struggles are coming from. You got a whole bunch of young guys. You ask them to play at a break breakneck pace and it's going so fast. And you see defensively, it's like they don't know have any idea what to do. And my thing is, you've got to play Jackson Hayes at this point. Did you see when he got in the game? at least it's not a layup drill when he was in there. I he mean he do. was trying to 'cause he only he 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 had like four points and five rebounds, but the effect he had on the game yes. well, you just when, when somebody's driving and I'm, I'm gonna be a presence right now and try to deter you, that changed the whole game yesterday. I'm like, favors right. and Okafor favors and Oakleford just don't do that. They they just they don't give the same athleticism. He has like, you gotta let him play just off the, just off his energy and let hopefully the basketball instincts pick up with more experience. And you in seven anyway. The only way to go is up. He should be playing 25, 30 minutes again off top. I know it's gonna upset favors and Okafor, but man, dude. Show them the numbers out. I'm everything on defense, everything I got to change something. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, I, if you're going to
1: if you're going to run, I mean, it, it's no secret Jackson Jackson fits. And, I mean, and we'll see. Favors Favors looked the best that he's looked athletically in, in reference to moving around after like with that knee injury that I've seen him since yeah, he's
2: been here. my the thing is the thing is though with Okafor and Favors, the heavy dose of pick and roll, they just they can't hedge. they they're plotting centers. It's, they can't yeah, it's tough. Get back. Like Hayes has the foot speed, just laterally. Even like on some wings, he can make it tough. Even on some guards, like a hard head, he can sprint back in time. Just laterally, he's just you know he can move that. That's the type of shooter you want now. Like see the Jared. Like Hayes reminds me a lot of Jared Allen. You know what I'm saying? Just yeah. I'm I'm a, I'm a big active guy. Even with the Nets, Allen's being like the DeAndre starting, but they're better when Allen's on the floor.
1: Hundred. I mean, like, and, and, and I won't. I, I won't I won't I won't take that away but I will I mean I will I will counter counter attack that by saying I mean there's there's negatives with Jackson with Jackson as well I mean there's there's breakdown I know oh, I you agree. know but you know there's breakdowns. I, I mean he you know he also weighs maybe a little bit more than me so I mean speaking of Jared Allen Jared Allen moved him the hell out of the way he he can't he can't box out uh efficiently enough even when he tries because he doesn't have the lower the lower body strength you know or I mean the upper body strength just yet you know, so, what uh-huh. when you, when you talk about, you know, the overall, the overall scheme, when they're trying to run, it's no, it's no secret. Jackson, Jackson's the guy that you want, especially if, if you're switching as often as they are, you know, you know, and you, you got to collapse attacking uh, that's why I
2: say that, that's, that's, guards. That's, that's what I'm saying. Like you have to, if you're going to play Okafor in, in Savers, which is fine. They're veterans. They have a little more like polish, especially offensively. Jackson's more if somebody somebody's going to catch lives and putbacks, you know, yeah I understand that. But if you're going to play them, you can't you can't switch. No, you got to I mean, go in practice and work on. We gotta we gotta hedge and recover. We gotta have weak side rotation. We can't switch. I know that's the easy route up, but if you don't have the personnel for it, you gotta go old school. I right? need you to hedge. You gotta sprint back. We got the weak side taking the role guy. We gotta fire out when they pick it out. It's got has got to be like a real old school approach. You gonna play those plotting centers, right? You can't but switch I mean, every day with Oak form. It's too much penetration given up. This I'm just with just you breaking down. I'm,
1: and that and and that's on that's on the coaching staff to you know to make to make certain adjustments and see you know and see these things if they're gonna to continue to run this fast ass pace. I mean it's only it's only right. <laughs> offensively, offensively they get into these ruts and they do it every game to the where they shoot four or five straight threes in a row, they brick all of them, and the team gets back in transition on the other side, they can not get back on defense and they're giving up fast break points. I believe, I believe I believe they give up the most fast break points in basketball, yep. and that's one of the reasons. Yep. Um yep. now Chris Middleton. Now let me let me ask you something. When Zion comes back, okay, bear with me. When Zion comes back, Zion, how how much you think Zion's averaging a game? Just just throw out a number.
2: I'm gonna give a. I'm gonna say 16, 17 a game.
1: 16, 17 a game. All right. So when Zion comes back, and let's let's assume Drew Drew is still here and they haven't traded him for washing machine. When Zion returns. How much do you think Brandon Ingram is averaging per game if he's still playing at this level?
2: Well, the thing is, I'm going to say, Ingram's use is only 28%. If you look at this season, it's only 28%. It's just like a little below what a guy who's a leading scorer does. You know what I'm saying? So he's still going to get his FGAs. And with the pace they run, he's still going to get the field goal attempts. Okay. That's all I'm saying. So if he stays, stays, like, even if he drops, like, from, say, 53% now, if he drops to, say, you know, he shot 51 last year. He stayed at 51% last year from the field. And Case that around 40, like he's at 49% three. He drops to 42% in three. Maybe he's averaging 23, 24, to 26, 27 he's averaging right now. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So I think okay. the averages aren't going to drop that much. Because the pace okay. they play. The pace they play is not going to. But Zion is going to pick up something like he'll do like the touches that Okafor gets. They'll yeah. be much more efficient with those. like Stuff like that. So I think Ingram won't change much.
1: Okay. All right, Pelicans Spence, we have with was Jason Maples, uh wrapping up this, this rapid Brandon Ingram slash Drew Holiday slash Pelicans Pity Party here. Um, so Jason, you were you were going into telling us, I mean, what well, you think BI fits at best once Zion returns, uh, and the Pelicans hopefully have a have a healthier roster by then. Um if you don't mind you go ahead and uh, expand upon that a little bit more.
2: I was just saying like it'll just it shouldn't change much. You know, he's the best scorer on the team. He should continue to get the same touches. I think Zion would just eat into whatever, you know, Okafor was getting or Melly. was has been a disappointment thus far, <laughs> to say the least. Yeah. Uh just I think he'll just uh the Zion will thrive off the in that Ingram, they'll help each other out. 'Cause got not worry about Zion going to the bucket and the way Ingram's shooting it, you gotta respect him. <clears throat> and You can't help too much off Zion because he's crashing in or cutting in off whatever Ingram's doing. So I think they'll help each other, but I think Ingram should still be the go-to guy when Zion gets there, despite okay. what people think. <laughs> <laughs> so do in the and you... the Chris and the Chris and the Chris Middleton thing <laughs> that is so disrespectful. Dude, did you see those? Middleton? Middleton. He just, you know what? He's a good player. He just doesn't have the off-the-dribble chop step Brandon has. That's where the, He's a three, in, like either. He's a slightly above a three and D guy.
1: I will never, I will never compare the games of them. I won't, I won't do that. But my thought, my thought process from, from that, from day one was, okay. if Zion's giving you 17, 17, 18 points a game. He's giving you close to 20. Okay. And Drew and Drew picks up, picks up his game. He's not averaging a pedestrian, you know, 14 or 15. Um, if these guy if, if these guys are healthy, my thought process was BI is gonna, gonna average somewhere now. I I probably was a little bit mean saying anything under twenty at this point with the way he's played and the shot volume that he has. That was probably wrong because it I I mean at this point if he finishes at anything under twenty has been a you know, he's filled all the way to hell up and it's it's a disappointment of sorts. Um but you know, I, I, I think somewhere between twenty to twenty-four. I mean my thought process he would he would fit there in, in in reference to a you know to a stat line and Chris Middleton's best year I think he averaged right around um, close to close to twenty two points a game, five and five. Somewhere that that was my thought process. Now maybe okay. you know, so it's 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 not I would never would never compare compare the games. No, there's they nothing. They're nothing alike when it comes to you know, I mean, you know, Chris Chris comes off of way more screens than Brandon and does not have the ability off the off the rip, off the dribble that Bi does to create from either from either hand, either side. Um, but you know he is a you know he is a really good basketball player. So I didn't mean to offend yeah, yeah, you anybody with so that. Fair. You know my thought process and what I've been you know just I've been trying to put together is what exactly you know uh, what exactly how is Bi going to look in this offense when everybody comes back? I'm just thinking from a stat line perspective. Like what's the what's the optimum? What's the best the best Bi stat line that's going to give you a win? Um, You know, a part of a winning basketball team. That was my thought process. Is it a right. Paul George type thing? You know, when yeah, you, know, Paul you, was trying to... you
2: may be right. And you may be right where he gets, to maybe has less to do offensively and he picks up his effort on defense, you know, and that makes the team better. So you might be right with, with, with some of that. So there might be something to that. yeah, because I won't be out to be a winner. Yeah. yeah. I, I think, because I think where, where Ingram will show off most is in the playoffs where all your plays are scouted. You need a guy who can just kind of break scripts and get you a good look or a bucket. I think that's where he's going to shine, and that's why I want him to like come on, get to the playoffs so you can you can show the world that you that you're here. I
1: mean, everybody wants this wants the San Antonio ass system, man. It just don't work for everybody, man. Like you, you know, and you know, and, and even <laughs> right. they and, he, and and even they have had guys that could get their own bucket, you know, over the past twenty years. Um, you know, right. you need things break down. I mean, and you see it. You see it uh, all the time when they when they get into these into these ruts offensively. And, you know, it's, it's happened more than a handful of times. They go to Brandon. He, you know, does the, whether he's either, either a euro step or, you know, it's a it's a turnaround fadeaway. One way or another, he's the one he's the run stopper. You know, he gets to the free throw. Right. Run. Right. Um, just based off of his natural ability to be able to get his own shot. I mean, those things, those things are huge, man, to slow down a team's momentum, uh, to put a team away um like you said when things things will break down you won't be able always to run you know to run your offense and you know in flow you, you know you're gonna need an ugly bucket and he's a guy that can do that they don't grow on trees and New Orleans fans know that more than anybody because you have not seen a wing <laughs> you have not seen a wing that could create in a very 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 long time you know so I'm with you there man um yeah, man. Listen, it was a it was a pleasure, man. You know, we went over on time a little bit because you know, that's what happens. You know, when you you know when you talk basketball, people that kind of know it a little bit. Um, is there anything man, right. you know you know anything you want to you want to shout out, man? Anything you know you got you you know you got cooking up anything that people need to know? You know
2: what I mean? Uh, nah, man. Just like I said, man. I, I alluded to you. It's all love with the basketball talk, man. It's, I'm I here to kill nobody. Attack people personally. Just here to talk basketball, man. No nothing. Not all the extras, man. So if y'all taking all this stuff personally, you know God bless you. <laughs> <laughs> for sure, man. Well uh, well it was a pleasure.
1: Uh for sure everybody please please check us out on uh Apple Podcasts and any any place that you can find the the bird calls at Preston, Kevin, David and uh and Ali will be sure to be giving you as much basketball content as they can in the bad and in the good. Uh this is Chris Connor once again and uh we out